0: When I was younger, the first bed that I had, uh, I mean, you're looking at a generic mattress on top of some sort of basketball hardwood finished frame with a trundle underneath. And the bed, I mean, it's coated in a couple sheets and then a very mild-mannered, I'm thinking cotton-heavy blanket with two pillows. I think I was rocking that until maybe when I was five to 14 years old. And it got the job done. I hate trendles. I didn't like the trendle underneath. There was a trendle on this bed. I think that literally deserves a rant because the word trendle fascinates me. But so that was, but that was my bed set up and it wasn't forced, but it was highly encouraged, highly encouraged that I make my bed every single day. Now, did I do that? No not not even that close. If I if I were to fluff up my answer, like I didn't really want to disappoint anyone, but I knew I was already in the wrong, I would say I made my bed maybe four times a week, probably three times. But it's not like I just kind of trashed it and left. I, I like chuck the sheets on, chuck the blanket on, hope it lands correctly, but I'm already out the door before it even lands. Fluff up the pillows. I, I, I know what a nicely made bed is, Your pillows pushed up maybe against the wall in line layered I mean from there at least the way I grew up you want to do something similar to like a hilton or a marriott So the sheets and the blanket almost tucked under the mattress So if you want to get in You got to peel apart the blanket from the literal bed kind of like we're opening a packet of ham That's a very nicely made bed and I think depending with your blanket like whatever blanket you're using and sheets It's aesthetically pleasing. It's put together. Nothing's out of line depending on the blanket. This was back in the day, but then all of a sudden Ikea became a little bit more relevant. All of a sudden comforters became a little more relevant. Everyone, I slept with my first comforter when I was 15 years old, a little later than most. I know but 15. That was my magic number ever since then. My stance on what is a nicely made bed, just making beds in general, it's completely changed a complete revelation a lot of moving parts. let's break it down. so I don't know how many people navigate Tumblr, but I think in late December, they passed laws that basically said you can't post porn onto our site no triple x stuff, no n c seventeen. It just got a little bit too erotic. I don't think when Tumblr was launched, I don't think they had any intention. Uh, you know it was a place where people could repost gifts of people having sex. I just don't think that was kind of in their business model. That wasn't part of the plan. That's not what they were envisioning when they put this creative blog site out. But things lead and you know one thing led to another. You're navigating Tumblr, you click one page, you click another. next thing you know, you're clear in your history. And from what I've heard, they've done like a very good job cleaning it up, not necessarily scraping it free of all of its impurities, but dramatically better than like four months ago, right? Dramatically better almost because there's one style of photo that for some reason they overlooked. And I think it very well, it might be the sexiest photo, not only on Tumblr, but the internet. And it's surfaced a lot, but I don't think people actually realize the true beauty. So you, you might see this photo as a, a picture of a room. Maybe it's just a photo of a bed. Maybe it's a photo of a window and there's fun lighting in the room. Maybe it's a photo and you think the main focal point is a saucer with a cup of coffee. Maybe kind of similar angle, but you think the, the focal point is someone's whitewashed jeans kind of cut off at the end and you could see some sort of ankle tattoo. But those all really just sideshows to the main attraction because everyone, I think the current sexiest photo on the internet is a lackadaisically placed comforter on a bed. And I have my reasons. 100% right off the bat. I mean, it, it, just looking at the image and it, and it doesn't matter if it's in a high-rise apartment this comforter or if it's in a cabin or maybe it's just a close up of the comforter. As long as there's a comforter in the room that sort of looks distressed, like someone didn't put the true time in placing it onto the bed, I just feel like I've slipped under satin sheets after like a 45 minute bath. It's these images of comforters that Uh, make a a lust for human connection, fall second to this unintelligible desire to string Christmas lights above a bed, throw on a recycled gray sweatshirt, slip under a comforter, and just kind of stay there for seven hours. It's beauty in its most pure form. But I have to say, the most gorgeous part about this entire thing, the most attractive part of this whole piece, it's not in the photos, but it's the fact that the comforter has paved its own path, has has rewritten and restructured what it means to make a bed. Because if you have a comforter, strictly if you have a comforter, you have the luxury of picking it up, you know, ballpark kind of guessing where your bed is. We could put it in a blindfold, chucking it in that direction. If the comforter, you know, about half of it's on the bed, if it's crinkled up, you don't even need a sheet underneath. The bed's going to look all right. It's going to look decent. Not going to question mark anything. We, we don't have to be at a Marriott to achieve a nicely made bed. Uh, the agenda that my parents pushed, making the bed, making the bed, and one that I didn't do that good of a job following, hypothetically, if I had a comforter, never really would have been an issue. Would I have wanted my room from a young age to always look like something off Tumblr? Not really. You got to ease into that. But everyone, I'm staring at my bed right now. It's still on the floor. I still got two pillows up against the wall. And I'm looking at a very disgruntled comforter. And I can't wait to go to bed tonight.